Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Talent on Loan from Rush. Um, I am very honored to have with me today um, the great governor, uh, former governor of Wisconsin, Governor Scott Walker. Uh, governor Walker, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Great to be with me. Or great to be with you, I should say. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Oh, ex- excellent. This is really great. So I want to I start off, and you know, the main reason that you're here is you're, um, you're now you know, the president of the uh, Young American Foundation, um, and you're, you're putting forward some bold initiatives uh, with them, which I, I want you to talk about, obviously, and, and promote this, because I think this is a huge deal. Um, the initiative is called The Long Game. But um, just to give some real quick background, you know, to my audience is all of you who are listening uh, know that this is a this is a fight out there. It's a fight for the hearts and minds of the people of this country. Uh, we know that the left is absolutely vicious and will not stop fighting. Uh, we're dealing with censorship. We're dealing with um, you know, outright disinformation and, uh, lies and, and so on in the media. And, um, there's no one better, I think at fighting against this than, than you governor Walker. I mean, you were fighting a, a vicious battle in your recall in, in Wisconsin that you won. Um, and so, so really you're the perfect guy for this. How, how did you, how did you and your family handle that vicious horrible recall? Uh, well, two things. We began and ended our day on our knees. So a lot of prayer, quite literally, not only f- uh, in our family, but with so many other people across the state, which ties into the other point. We got out of the, we got out of the dome, both literally and physically. We got out of the Capitol, went around the state, talked to people. And what we found is people who weren't caught up in the drama every single day, overwhelmingly were supportive. And specifically, oftentimes I'd meet people at factories or farms or uh, hospitals or schools I'd tour who would pull me aside and say they were praying for us. Mm-hmm. And that just meant the world to us. But it, it's so important, I think, uh, in my experience, I think even more true in our nation's capital, but even for our college students and other conservatives who feel under siege to get out and, and realize there's more people who share our feelings, who share our viewpoints. The left wants to marginalize us and intimidate us. That's certainly what they tried to do with, with me, 100,000 protesters occupied our capital back years ago. We first started our reforms. We prevailed, overcame the recalls you mentioned, and now we're using that today to help our students and our conservatives across the country. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's really was a battle. I, I watched it uh, unfold and was obviously rooting for you and praying for you as well. And, you know, one of the things that, um, that, that sometimes those of us who followed politics for a long, long time we almost are waiting for those under pressure like you were, or certainly like Trump has been, uh, for example, to sort of sort of back down, you know, to waver a little bit. And um, you never did. And, and I, and I think that when you go to the people and, and you, you, you know, the Republican party truly is the party of, of the middle class, the lower income, it's really all classes of people. And when you take it to them, um, I, I think we win. Well, I think you're absolutely right. 
And, and thankfully, God blessed me to be in a bunch of key positions. But you're right. We're the, we're the people. Conservatives are the ones standing up for the hardworking people of America. And that's an issue we got to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and by the way, I, I see on your Facebook, you're, you're constantly posting um, your, your morning Bible readings and things like that. And I think that's great to say that you begin and end um, on your knees, because I think that that's what's missing from the other side, and we need to keep going. So, um, so let's talk about this, this great initiative. Obviously, in the background, you can see the long game, and, and you've hit, you have some great videos out there about the long game. And uh, I have a son who's getting ready to go to college. And, um, and then others after that, um, shortly after that. So the educational side is really important to me. Um, tell me about the long game and, and sort of the reasons behind it. Yeah, yeah, for us, it's in fact, if people want to get a copy of it, it's a 12-point action plan, then go to yaf.org, yaf.org slash long game. And the reason is simple. This country is under siege. We've seen it for quite some time on our college campuses. We're increasingly seeing it in our culture. And sadly, in particular, the last year or two, we've been seeing it creep into even our communications with the censorship from big tech. And what we're seeing right now is something that didn't happen overnight. You know, the left has been at this literally for decades. It started way back in the 1960s with Saul Alinsky and that plan, and they've been marching forward. And while we as conservatives have been involved in the battles of the day, they've had a long-term plan to take over our schools, our colleges, our media, and now even parts of our social media. And so when I came in just a few weeks ago as the president of Young America's Foundation, a group with a storied history that goes all the way back to William F. Buckley and in the early years, Ronald Reagan, I said, what we do, we do exceptionally well, but we got to do more of it. We got to reach more students on more campuses. We got to reach not only college students, but going to high school and junior high. And yes, I even think giving elementary school parents the support they need to help counter even the leftist indoctrination we see even in uh, the later uh, grades in elementary school. And so that's the why uh, this country is under assault. We need to win not just the battle, but the war for the heart and soul of our republic. Yeah, I, I, the educational system is is so key, I think. And it's um, I I've went through it myself at, uh, in the past, obviously. And I see my kids going through it at all, all levels. Um, one of the things that I see when I watch, whether it's videos or, or things of, of people going out to college campuses, you know, your group does a fantastic job of it. And you get groups like Turning Point and the like, and they're challenging college students all the time on the issues. And one thing I have yet to see is an articulate fact base based argument from the other side. In other words, they're the left and what they're hearing in, in colleges and other levels of school is feelings and emotions and ideas, but no facts behind it. And all you're looking to do is educate and give facts. Why do you think, and this is maybe just an you know, opinion, do you think they are dealing with so much a lack of fact information and they can't handle it when they're confronted. Well, I think because history's on our side. If you look around the world, not just in this country, uh, socialism and before that communism failed repeatedly for all the promises of power to the people. Increasingly, what we find in those countries is it poverty to the people and power in the hands of the few elite uh, that these countries fall apart economically and socially versus the United States has only grown and prospered over time because of our devotion and our commitment to freedom and opportunity for everyone. Uh, it's a winning message. It's a message that people know the facts about, again, not only in our history, 
but in the world history, uh, it, it's one that the facts gravitate towards our way. So what the left does is, is they play with emotion as opposed to facts. They play with feelings as opposed to facts. And, and part of our long game plan here is, is not to concede the facts, but to find ways to reach more people and to tell that story from an emotional appeal. I'll give you a good example. We had our, back in February, beginning of the month, we had our first in-person conference of the year down in Florida because of Ron DeSantis, thankfully, great governors got the state open. But we went to Miami in particular because we wanted to tell the emotional story of people who've come from Cuba, people who've come from Venezuela, who've come here legally to flee the oppression that we see so often, even today in socialist countries, and why those people and their families in particular love America. They, they kiss the ground. They're so happy to be in a country where they can succeed because of the freedoms and opportunities so uniquely available here. Sadly, on the left, you know, they know that argument wins. And so they're trying to cancel it because they're teaching our kids to hate America. 1619 Project, they're, the fundamentals of this country, they're trying to undermine. We need to counter that by talking about our founding principles, how great our founders were, the benefit of our Judeo-Christian values. And that's a big part of the long game going forward. Yeah, those are all such phenomenal messages. And, uh, you know, we try to raise our kids as uh, obviously you do under those uh, those same types of philosophies. And unfortunately, uh, many kids don't. And then they go off to college and uh, they have some pretty left-leaning professors that are, uh, you know, convincing them of, of otherwise. I, I always love the quote, the, um, the, the statement by one of my favorite economists, Milton Friedman, who's, who's no, he's deceased, but, um, he, he would say, um, where you have freedom, you have capitalism, right? And, and as long you don't have to call it names, but if you have freedom, then you naturally have capitalism. Um, and I think our, our students and certainly those on the left, they don't understand that all they're asking for is essentially non-freedom, right? That's what Venezuela has and the like. Um, you know, so go ahead. If you wanted to comment, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no, you're hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more at an explanation point. That's really what's at stake. It's freedom versus socialism. Mm -hmm. Our belief in the American people, the individual and the family versus the government and I think, again, that goes back to the heart of your initial question, which is, uh, why do they oppose this? Because they, they don't just oppose it. I, I'm completely happy with having uh, a battle of ideas. But what we find in our campuses and now increasingly in culture and even with big tech is they just want to shut us down. They don't even want us to have a voice. They want to make people feel marginalized, intimidated. Certainly after me, they went after a recall, but they want to cancel us. Uh, because they don't even want to have that debate. It's why free speech, again, another part of our 12-point our action plan for the long game, is to be even more aggressive. We do some work now, but even more aggressive, uh, not only colleges, but schools, in invoking the Constitution, our constitutional right to free speech, because it's under assault. It should be revered on our college campuses, and yet it's the most under assault today there. We cannot let that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one final thing I want to ask you about it. I, I saw it in a... Uh, in an interview you did, I think it was with Fox News and talking about student loan uh, debt. And there's a lot of talk right now about canceling student loan debt and things like that. And, um, you know, what are your statements was was basically if we want to deal with, you know, debt and that kind of thing is we have to deal with the cost. And, you know, it's amazing to me that we no one ever talks about uh, the cost of college, what it what it costs. And I'm dealing with it right now. 
and, and this is my my first of eight are about to go to college. So it's daunting to me. And but it is daunting to any you. it's daunting to any family, regardless yeah. of the amount. Um, um, you know, talk about that as far as the cost or what are some things that you think can be done uh, that you saw as governor or you see now in the position you're in to deal with the costs of college? Well, we as governor, I froze tuition. I got to tell you, there's a lot of parents who who uh, as kids were in college at the time and certainly loved that. But I went back to the hardest and said, it's not that the federal government needs to cancel or even dramatically increase student loan debt assistance. In fact, if anything, arguably, you look at the numbers and you can see the progression from the late 70s as the federal assistance for student loan debt went up, so did tuition. Mm -hmm. What that tells me is that they didn't address the core issue, which is how much it costs. They kept raising tuition because people kept getting more help for student loan. Well, they still pay have to pay the principal. So it, it, you know, it's almost like quicksand these students and their families are falling into. We need to reverse that. The problem at the same time, as you saw, while tuition went up, uh, the percentage of tenured professors in the classroom with undergraduates went down. And what that tells me more than anything, the cost went up because they added all these crazy programs, all these administrators, all these programs, all these things that have little or nothing to do with the reasons why students are there in the first place at college to prepare them for life and a career and meaning. And instead, even more so lately, adding you know critical race theory, all this diversity training, all these other things. No, just teach people the basics and have an environment where you respect everyone. The rest will work itself out. My kids are 26 and 25. Best thing my wife and I did and my parents along with them as great grandparents was teach our kids respect. Now, teach them certainly from our standpoint as a Christian, uh, what the Bible teaches us to treat other people the way we would want to be treated. If we do that in society, all these other problems go away. We don't need some special counseling or critical race theory to do that. We just need to teach respect. And when it comes to college, if we would get back to that fundamental and then just teach them the things that they're there to learn in the first place, that would dramatically lower the cost of tuition and would largely eliminate the student loan debt problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I think about just, and it's been a while since I've been in college, obviously, but thinking about the classes that I took that, that I look back and I, even at the time said, why am I taking this class? You could eliminate so many of those and you practically have an entire year of classes that are really unnecessary. And right then and there, um, you have a decrease. So a lot of the uh, critical race theory, I, I didn't have that back in college, but I had certain types of things like that I, I was forced to take. I went to a state college. Are the, a lot of those classes mandated by the state? And so therefore they have to do it in order to receive state money? Or is it just the schools themselves, public or private, that are saying, we're going to add these in? It's usually the schools. I know we pushed back in when I was governor with the regions. I pointed to our system as part of our freezing tuition to try and streamline the process to make it easier, particularly we were trying to make it easier for students to get out not only in four years, but even less, uh, depending on their area of expertise. But it's this group thing. It's this mindset you see in colleges and universities across America, whether government run or private sector, sometimes even the private religious ones have bought into this nonsense. And I, I sadly think of the larger context, not just with these administrators, but think about this for a minute. Marxists tried to invade the United States. I don't mean physically invade as a military operation, but invade ideologically uh, decades ago. And they failed. Why? Because the United States is not a class-based society. You can be the poorest of the poor as a kid 
and make your way up and succeed in business, government, or anything else, uh, because we're not based on economic classes here. Anyone can succeed. And so where they failed there, they came back later with a long-term plan, and you really see it materializing the last few years, where they're now using race and sex and gender in particular as a substitute for income to pit one group of Americans versus another. All these classes, all these operations, whether everybody doing it's part of this master plan or not, uh, I, I don't think that's clear, but, but I think there is this overall push, even BLM. Uh, most people failed to note this, but it's all public. The founders of Black Lives Matter, the organization, are all self-avowed Marxist organizers. They're sympathizers. They have a larger plan than just racial issues. And, and I think that's really what's at stake is they're trying to pit one group of Americans against the other. I hope our students wake up. Again, this is part of our long game plan. And by the way, if people want a copy of it, you can get it absolutely free at yaf.org slash long game. But I, I, we've got to counter this, not just in today's battles, but over the long haul with the long game, because their efforts are, 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 you know, they're the ones that want to divide us. We're the ones that have a simple message. Our view is I don't care what age you are, young or old, black or white, rich or poor, wherever you come from in America, our, our message to you is simple. We want you to enjoy all the freedoms and liberties and opportunities that past, past generations have and even more going forward. That's not unique to one group or another. We want that for everyone. That's a powerful message. And it's precisely why the left and the radicals are trying to block us and cancel us. Yeah, uh, no better way to, to, to finish off this interview than that. That was really great, really well put. And I will tell you that, at least for my kids, um, the last thing I want them doing as they're, as they're in college preparing for life is to think that somebody else is going to owe them their tuition or whatever it is that they want. <laughs> Someone else should pay for it. Um, no, that, that's when they really should start be saying, okay, no, mom and dad are no longer going to do this. <laughs> you know, So a uh, bad message to send if, if they're in college asking other people to pay for them. So um, Governor Walker, this has been really fantastic, really educational, and I highly encourage everybody listening to uh, participate in the long game. I know I signed up. Um, if you go to yaf.org um, slash long game, um, you can find out all the information there and get involved. And certainly if you're a college student, um, definitely get involved, involved in the Young Americas Foundation. It's a great organization. Um, and it is a fight, and this is one one of the battles. Governor, thanks for being here. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, my pleasure. No, thank you. Thanks for having me on, and keep fighting for freedom. Absolutely, and yeah. thank everybody, all of you, for listening. And uh, this has been uh, Governor Scott Walker, uh, president of the Young America's Foundation. Go to yaf.org slash long game. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah.